Howdy everybody, welcome on in to the cargo bay. It's early in the morning, we're barely alive, which means it's time for a little bit of hobby talk. Hobby talk! <laughs> <laughs> a little inside joke just for you. <laughs> well, I'm going to put a compressor on that. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, okay. Because we were just doing, we were just doing a bit. <laughs> Thank you, VC. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm just getting my vocal warm ups out of the way. Nice, nice. Me, mommy, 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 papu. That's a big reason that people listen to the show. We've got tons of listeners, uh, dozens who aren't star wars fans at all but mm -hmm. they just want to hear some nice beautiful well-trained voices the dulcet tones of our voices please their ears that's right mom always <laughs> said i had a good voice i had a great voice <laughs> so we're doing good it's early as you can tell the coffee <laughs> not quite kicked in but it's on its way mm-hmm uh, so today we got, uh, I'll just open with our little, I got very little, uh, top Star Wars hobby news. I mean, we can, uh, bitch and moan about Chrome Sapphire, um, but uh, we did that last time, so I don't think we need yep, to yep. Bemoan, bemoan those prices, uh, too much on that. Uh, just a quick update and the sad news of release dates, Chrome Beskar, looks like it's been pushed back. No. Yeah, Who I would have guessed? Uh, it's shocking that Tops would advertise that something was coming out on a specific date or month and then push it back. But yes, it looks like it has been moved back to the end of September, which means it will probably be back moved to the end of October and then November and then December and sometime 2023 we'll get some Chrome Beskar edition. At this point, I, well, I guess it doesn't really matter to them uh, because they're going to sell out all their their orders anyway i'm just trying to think would it make any sense for them to just wait until season three of mando's rolling out before they print these things would that make any different for, difference for tops i don't think so i don't think they, i don't i don't imagine either i don't think they care uh that's <laughs> kind of the sense that i get uh about a papa tops uh yeah. currently fingers crossed finest the end of this month two weeks away potentially until that gets moved again but that's currently the next release we have on the calendar Do we did we both order a box of finest we did yeah okay nice uh we both have one and wow then there's one that we're splitting in the cargo hold as well wow that's fancy i'm glad i got them back then because there's no way i would buy them <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh yeah well definitely not at 300 dollars a box which is stupid yes i mean truly stupid 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 prices uh we got ours yeah. at 200 which is still expensive but for two-thirds of what it's being listed at now i don't feel as bad um it's a higher end quote unquote product it's just a chrome the character cards Seems like the autos might be cool. It's got, um, there's a, I'm particularly excited about the High Republic insert set. Oh, That is yeah. in this. I think there's concept That's going to be them. cool. So I'm still waiting on my High Republic cards to get here, but they're still on track. 
to cool. be delivered. They're just taking forever to ship from Australia. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> there is also a pair. You know, I've been wanting one parallel from that set. There's one on eBay that's, uh, you know, that when I watched it, I got an affordable offer for. I just can't afford an affordable offer right now. Um, yeah. But they're out there. Yeah, I, I the the few sets that are out there are still too rich for my blood. I beat myself up every day for not having jumped on the High Republic set when it was on Tops Now. Yeah, but we uh, should have ordered ten packs. We should have ordered a hundred packs. We would be rolling in the dollars, um, like Scrooge McDuck in his pool of coins. Uh, but no, uh, I want I want a Scrooge McDuck crossover now that it's. It's in the it's, Disney. Yeah. He's just rolling in like Beskar, like those little Beskar <laughs> yeah. bars. I mean, it would make an incredible like Krennic if we do the, the what do you call Disney's version of the Looney Tunes? What do you call it? the DuckTales fam plus the Jungle Book because Baloo and the DuckTales and there's not a name for that universe, is there? Uh, I don't think so. It's not like Looney Tunes was a thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. With with this, it was like it's Mickey Mouse and all of his pals, but it wasn't uh-huh. like. And then and then it was like and then there's also Chip and Dale, the yeah. Rescue Rangers, yeah. which come out of the same like. Oh, yeah. uh, Magical Melodies was that like the. Could have the been. flash screen that came up before the old cartoons. Anyway, we're, we'll we'll dig into this on a different. We're gonna do some <laughs> diligent research. Because we'll our top recasting of the it's like a Marvel DC thing, but the the DC universe doesn't have a name. Or I guess it would be Marvel in this case because Marvel and Disney are the same thing now. But it's like uh-huh. they don't have a name. It's just like the Mickey Mouse Gang versus the Looney Tunes. I don't know. We Look. should really dig into this. This yeah. is important. This is yeah, important. Because... If listener, if you have the answer, let us know on social media. We are at the Cargo Bay Pod pretty much everywhere you can find us. You can drop it in the comments uh, if you're watching the YouTube video. Uh, you can post a five-star review also. I mean, I'd even allow you to leave it as a four-star review just because we don't know the name of Mickey Mouse and all of his gang. Um, but if you it have would an answer, hurt us, though. It would genuinely hurt us because yeah, it would don't... knock us out of our five-star. Yeah, no, we got we to... Gotta, that we is gotta... held up by, like, five reviews. Yeah, we got to maintain that five-star, so I'd take that all back. Uh, yeah, anyway, we'll we'll look into it. We'll look into Mickey Mouse and his cohort and find out if they have some sort of name. Yeah. <laughs> and that's today's Hobby Talk. We want to thank you all for tuning uh, yeah. <laughs> uh No, uh, I looked into some things, BC. You did. I looked into you, some you did things and, and vaguely. I'm, and I'm looking forward to talking about that. I just want to drop one last uh, card thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. making, it's making the rounds on all the other card things is the tops autograph scandal in the baseball card product Ooh, what's uh, happening this was the dual oh, auto- yeah the tops i think it's tops definitive baseball the dual autograph that is clearly signed by the same person who is neither one of the athletes on the card which incredible. is incredible which is objectively funny to me like just yeah. because it's like yeah like it's just someone who's like i just used cursive penmanship on for two autographs and then everyone looks at it and is like, that's the same signature. That is, is... It, are, they, are they expensive as heck online still? Because I would love to own that card as my only baseball oh, it's, like, autograph. It's, here's the thing about that card. It has become... You can redeem it. It has become a huge chase now. 
because uh. they're going to replace the box. Uh-huh. So you'll get a whole new box of Topps Definitive, which is a very expensive product. And they're going to replace it with another card of equal value. So you're actually making wow. out pretty good if you get yeah. it. It's an of 35, so it's like it's okay. pretty rare to get. But if you've got it, you're making out like gangbusters. Uh, I bring all this up to say that uh, well, it's concerning on the, the, the QC yeah. part of Tops, you know, they, yeah, because it's always something you got to be a little skeptical of anyway. Like did Harrison Ford really sit down and sign yes. 5,000 stickers or whatever? I don't, that doesn't, how much money would you have to pay that guy to do that? <laughs> a lot of money. The answer is a lot. And he's probably like, I'll sign one sheet of stickers for you every five yeah. years. And they're like, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mr. Ford. Uh, they get him to do it, and they pay him a, a not insignificant amount of money. But yeah, to the the reason I bring this up is that uh, there's there's always the lingering Kenny Baker autograph authenticity thing that yes. we see in our group, and Tops has never done diddly piddly about that. Nope. Where it's his his autographs are questionable. At this point, uh, yeah, there's like a certain year where people are like, "Here's a cutoff from like <laughs> you probably got a real one to you don't anymore." Yeah, and the, and I think Topps' thing is they're like, "We have no way of uh, proving." It's like, "Well, then how can you which that's your the problem. autograph?" <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> that's that's, that's your problem uh, if you're not guaranteeing the autographs because you know as Kenny Baker was uh, getting older, his the the quality of his on card autograph reflected. The penmanship of, uh, of an yeah. aging person, and uh, and all of a sudden these stickers started coming out that looked sharp, like yeah. really good, and so it was sort of like, what's going on here? And yeah, um, you can trust those later Peter Mayhew stickers because you're like, yeah, this looks like Peter Mayhew probably signed yeah, this. It look, exactly. looks a little rough. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks rough, and the the Kenny Bakers uh, towards the end look look pretty rough and you're like but at least you know it's sort of like in his own hand yeah that's all i care about i think as an autograph uh, anyone with someone who collects autographs eh, authenticity is pretty big um <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of like well tops was willing to make the baseball card thing right for this but still not uh willing to do anything on on these kenny bakers because of the questionable authenticity if they're secretarial autographs or whatever and it's kind of like maybe you guys could look into that a little bit more yeah. if you're guaranteeing autographs i think you and i could produce a little video that might put a little pressure on like honestly i think just like a video that lays things out clearly um that people could circulate around would put a little <clears> pressure <throat> on but here's my deal it's like i i don't know it, i don't want to z- I just don't want to put any negative energy out toward uh, Kenny Baker because you know what I would have done if I, if I were in this situation, I would have been like, I probably need that however extra many bucks. Why don't you sign this for me, please, Secretary? And like, I don't blame him. I blame Tops exclusively. No, I I would say this this uh this content would be very pro Kenny Baker. We would take a very I mean it's R two D two. We're always gonna yeah. side with R two D two over the evil empire that is Papa Tops. Uh, yeah. So I think if we did it, we would make it very clear that uh, our energy was focused towards the Empire as opposed to our hero, R2-D2. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it may be something we have to do uh, just just because I'm curious, and it, it is a little bit frustrating. <laughs> it's... We'll do a classic Cargo Bay Investigates. Ooh, a new segment. <laughs> the Cargo already Bay Investigates. Classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, already a classic. Yeah, so I think uh, it would be something worth looking into. I've, I've seen there's been a bunch of posts about it, but uh, it would be something worth doing now, considering uh, that Tops is like, we're so sorry that these aren't authentic autographs. Like, well, I'm glad you did something about those. What about these? At this point, they're like, there's too many. We can't give you free stuff. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Then stop yeah. putting them in products. That's going to be our thing, I think. Man, we need we need an angry lawyer. We yeah. need to build the class action. Yes. <laughs> hey, Papa Top, send me a box of Sapphire, and I'll never say a word about this again. <laughs> we'll keep silent if you send me ten Beskar Chrome Bars. <laughs> uh, and release it on time. Uh, they could never make that promise, obviously, as they're not in the business of delivering their products in a timely manner. Well, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad there's at least a little bit of a little bit of evidence, mm-hmm. hard evidence at this point. Really funny that this snuck through quality control. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you have. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the the card itself, but you look at the autographs, you're like. Signed by the same person at the same moment. They just lowered the pin and then signed that other person's name. It's I want busy. a card. I want Tops to replace it with a card signed by the agent or whoever actually <laughs> signed the card. Signed by Doug. Yeah. <laughs> you get the Doug autograph. Uh, yeah, I think that would be funny. Oh, I think hey. it would make people angry, but I think it I, would be funny. I also want to know if the... Uh, the the sports stars themselves knew what was going on. We're like, yeah, would you do that? Or if they didn't even know there was money, do them for the like. That's probably the kind of thing you could sneak away with as a manager. I, I work sort of in the entertainment industry, right. PC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Managers, they they try to steal money from their <laughs> clients very frequently. Like, oh. Ooh. My client doesn't know about this revenue stream. I'll just uh, never tell them about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, baseball players, you got to imagine, like, they're some of the highest-paid athletes in the world. Their contracts are, are uh, lucrative. Uh, and so if, if you're on an of-35 card, you're probably a pretty good quality player. So you've got to be making at least, a, I mean, at a low estimate, I mean, even, even a low, a very low estimate would be like yeah. $5 million a year, which to me is like, that's insane. Um, yeah. But would be great. Like, if I was playing baseball and got $5 million to play baseball, I'd be like, this is the best life ever. Uh, but it, it seems like the, I don't know, $5,000 that Tops gives you for signing cards or whatever it is, it would just be like, yeah. oh, what? Even if it's just two grand. You mean grocery money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows how By much. By the way, what are groceries? Where's my <laughs> chef? <laughs> yeah, I need my chef to prepare me my meals. Uh, he can he can have the five thousand dollars. Yeah, I, it's it's you know it's like they're like it it was COVID the the protocols were different for autographs. We didn't have anyone witnessing. It's like <laughs> yeah okay. How many other COVID autographs are out there? At the, like yeah. I don't know. It just raises a lot of questions um, about authenticity because I'm seeing people who are like, is this real? Do I have a real <laughs> autograph? And like we don't know. No one knows. It's okay though. Oh, wow. Look at us, BC. We used to be in Papa Tops' pocket, 
Papa Tops well, didn't really care. Here's and now thing. we're men of the people. Yeah, they never Papa Tops never came calling, so we left the <laughs> Empire and joined the Rebellion. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, uh, BC, because um, we, we have another hobby talk, basically our main line was sort of a hobby talk, yeah. Um, which I may just drop these two episodes at once. See what the the feed Ooh. does with them. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, I'll probably release one this morning and one late tonight. Ooh. Crossing into tomorrow. But anyway, we did kind of a hobby talk on our main line a little bit. Um, so because we don't have as much card news built up, you said, "Hey, do we want to talk about video games?" And I do. I want to talk yeah. about Star Wars video games. So, BC, what's what's your history with the Star Wars vid video games? What That's are the... some of your favorites that you've played? I think the first one I really remember playing would have been the Pod Racer game on Nintendo Ooh. 64 because I was uh-huh. always a console boy. Uh, uh-huh. And I don't know, I, f- I don't think I ever rented anything for... Because I had a Super Nintendo was the first console I had. And I remember there being, like... Super Star Wars, the, Super the, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had that were, like, tied to the movie specifically. Yeah. I don't... I remember seeing the covers and always wanting them just because I liked Star Wars. But I don't think I ever played them. Um, so I... I, I would be I would be interested to know the quality of those games. Oh, uh, uh, they are they are beautiful games. Um, they're really well made. They're hard. Yeah, um, that but pro- are generally like considered really good games on the Super Nintendo. That that probably would have been my issue as a kid because I wasn't seeking like uh, give me the hardest game you can as an yeah. eight year old or whatever you know. Um, so the. The pod racing game, whenever Phantom Menace came out, hit hit like the the sweet spot for me. Uh, I recently purchased it for my Switch, so if yeah. I ever just want to go in and put in a like a, a couple laps on the pod racer, I'll just do that um, because it was like ten bucks or something. Yeah, and it's a nice little nostalgia thing. So that was the main one I remember playing. Um, was there another? Was there another flight game on sixty four? There was Battle for Naboo. There was Rogue Squadron on Rogue, 64. I think I played yeah. Rogue Squadron too. Not, I didn't own it. Is but Battle? I, I think Battle for Naboo came out on 64. Yeah, Rogue Squadron's the main one. Yeah. Um, the the one that I probably I got into the Battlefront. Oh yeah, pretty heavily. The first Battlefront one. one or two. The first one. The first one that didn't have all of the like uh, you get a microtransactions yeah, yeah yeah or whatever yeah all that nonsense up. i played Man, that, that a lot i got good at that game it was the first game that i i really played like online multiplayer first person shooter yeah shoot 'em up whatever you know and i i i spent a lot of time getting pretty good at that on my 360 the worst the worst of the the star wars video games uh, for me though was that stupid phone game galaxy of heroes which is a hero collector game on your mobile phone, which is a time suck and a money suck, and I had to get out of that cult not too long ago because it just was the worst. Well, I mean, at least the heroes are cool. 
Yes, no, I, I like collecting the heroes until it was like, do you want uh, Jedi Knight Luke? That will be $300 and 12 months of work. And I was like, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, thank you. Hey, paving the way to NFTs. I guess so. I was just like, I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, a little bit of KOTOR here and there. Very much looking forward to the remake on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, um, it's going to be exciting. So yeah, I mean not not an, I definitely not as extensive as as your history. Um, I mostly do like I play a lot of like sports games and open world kind of things. Well, man, the the Pod Racer game is is one of my favorite racing games. I love um, it, and I think it holds up really well, like just as a racing game. Like, it is, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. I played all the way through it again recently. I, I was doing a twenty-four hour Twitch stream and played a lot of Pod Racer on that stream, <laughs> which was like falling asleep <laughs> at the controls. Um, but I was gonna say too. Um, uh, I don't know if you count Star Wars Card Trader as a game. But I wanted to mention, because we haven't said on Hobby Talk yet, uh, they got Chrome Galaxy cards in there, BC, and they revealed a new logo, or at least they put one in the card trader app that says Chrome in a cool font, and then Galaxy. Um, so that was kind of cool to see. Can I beef time real quick on this? Can I give you, yeah. can I give you a beef time? Because, beef it. Because I quit, right? At a certain point, uh-huh. after I think the second episode of Konami, I was like, eh, I'm kind of bored with this. Same here. <laughs> And then the Chrome came out, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll pick this up. I like the Chrome cards. Yeah, since they came out, I'll, I'll open it every other day. And yeah, that's... Open a pack or something. That's yeah. more or less where I'm at. I I feel... it. I'm, I'm getting the, the Galaxy of Hero vibes of like, hey, why don't you just give us some money? Because whenever Kenobi was out, you could just run the events and game it so that you always had credits and you could always just purchase packs, right? Yeah. Like, I can always have a certain amount of credits. There's no events going on for Chrome right now, so whenever you run out of those little credits for the the packs that they give you, you're done. You're bone dry. Yeah, it's like they reel Which people in. Which is like in. a couple packs. They like the, if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. They'll reel you in with Kenobi. And be like, oh look, you can always just have cards on the Star Wars Card Trader app. You can always be opening packs. It's so great. Why don't we release Chrome when you can't always have packs, so now you got to pay money that you've been like used to opening things. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not giving you yeah. any money. It's annoying. I've collected some. I'm going to be nowhere near a set, which annoys me because I'm a set collector type of person. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like the last, like, 20 packs that I've opened, there hasn't been a single one of the, like, Chrome versions. It's all been, like... The regular one the chrome ones look cool because if you move your phone around like yeah they shimmer it shimmers and glistens and it's cool and stuff but they're they look like what i imagine you know nfts are supposed to look like on your phone it's a cool effect (laughs) it's like and i've got i pulled a pulled i i pressed a button and i got a i got a rare no epic i got the epic shimmery red Boba Fett Ooh. out of this there's 227 globally. Um, wow. Hey, that's, that's a low card count. But it's like I haven't I haven't opened any other cool ones lately and I'm just annoyed with it. And I am frustrated with the card trader app. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still I'm still totally over it. Yeah. I was just excited to see some of the cards that I spent way too much money on in the app. You mm -hmm. know, like to mm -hmm. see people like with the red like T16 card, and I'm like, I have five. I, got, I have the uh, the, the one that's one. actually just a five. Yeah, yeah like that's get cool. The actual one. Um, yeah, but yeah, it should I should have mentioned that that earlier um, at some point during the old hobby talk. But we've we've said before we're done with the card trader app. Yeah, it's it's. You mostly, can't rely on us for no, updates there. I, I would say if you enjoy it, good. I mean, genuinely, I'm happy that there are people who are able to enjoy it. And I think part of the experience has to be that you're part of a a group that collects and trades. Yeah. Because being a solo collector out there is just not that fun on the old card trader app. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. to the card trader app for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but but yeah, that, that, I was talking about the racer game, uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. That's a, that's a great game. Um, I've never really played the sequel, Racer's Revenge, because it had box art I didn't like as I was, when I was a kid. <laughs> they were like bobbleheads, and I, were, I couldn't tell if they were bobbleheads in the game, and I didn't want to play it if it was, they were for whatever reason. It's cr I was into immersion as a child. Yeah, it's it's funny how much like box art meant because there was. Unless you went to the Hastings and rented the game, you didn't really know what you were getting if you were at like Walmart and just picking a game off the shelf. Besides, like what it showed you on the front of the box. That's you know, I was lucky in that regard because my dad played games and uh, he read reviews. Nice. He did not purchase things lightly, so no. he was. He was big into reading reviews and would often like get me a game that he didn't really want because he was like, "This has good reviews. You might like it." <laughs> like, um, but yeah, you were talking about games being difficult as a kid, which they were, especially on like console. I feel mm -hmm. like, or at least the advantage was growing up with my dad's computer, you could save in a lot of those games, mm -hmm. um, and so yeah. I. I grew up playing PC games mostly, which was a huge help. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll factor into something I want to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so I watched I watched some of this uh, documentary, or, or I guess I watched all of this documentary. I think I've watched it before. Um, mm -hmm. uh, by It's a Pixel Thing, the YouTube channel. And Pixel is P slash XEL. Um, but it's just Lucasfilm and LucasArts a documentary. I'm sure there are others out there, but this one was pretty good. Nice. It's kind of a rundown of the of the history of the whole thing by a charismatic feller. Uh, I learned some things that, that I didn't know before. Um, but basically, I think one of the reasons why Star Wars games are great, and I didn't know until last night, or I didn't remember until last night, George Lucas sold the licensing rights to um, Star Wars games to Atari in the 80s, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so they held on to that license into the the very early 90s. And in that time, Lucas, you know, developed Lucasfilm games uh, to develop games. So they couldn't, they weren't making Star Wars games. They were making all these original, like, properties mm -hmm. with, like, very innovative for the time storytelling mm -hmm. and so by the time that star wars license freed up they were like hey we're, we're really good at making games <laughs> yeah. now yeah yeah <laughs> like we got this um so obviously there are tons and tons and tons of star wars games uh they made they made good money and 
weirdly enough, they were also often like incredible games. And so that was, I would say, almost as big a part of my Star Wars fandom growing up as the movies was the games. Because when I was five years old or four years old, I could watch the movie and then go into the same world, you know, and Mm -hmm. do whatever. Uh, So I want to talk today, BC, about maybe my favorite Star Wars video game series. Uh, the the Dark Forces series or the Jedi Knight series, depending on how do you, how do you want to qualify it. Um, but the the very first game and my introduction into Star Wars that I played was Star Wars Rebel Assault. Um, but I wasn't really old enough to grasp how to play games. I was sitting in my dad's lap. Uh, but the very first game I ever completed in my life was Star Wars Dark Forces, a a what we would call a doom clone uh set in the star wars universe um but also highly acclaimed uh in its own right where you play kyle katarn um and you you open up the game and basically the prologue mission by stealing the death star plans (laughs) you are a formal uh imperial turned mercenary working for the rebellion uh and the the whole game is about tracking down the the dark trooper project and putting an end to the dark troopers um dark troopers appear to mandalorian season two they sure they did. look a little bit different but uh it's the same same deal and uh, i just want to i want to highlight this box here if you're watching on youtube you can see it here if you're not watching on youtube it's the uh, just look up dark forces box art it's beautiful you got some stormtroopers dying but on the back, Ooh. you got Boba Fett in the crosshairs. You got some nice screenshots. And if it couldn't get any better, as if it couldn't get any better, uh, we also, on the game disc, have a Gamorrean guard. Oh, hell yeah. sick. Uh, but yeah, so this is kind of a first-person shooter, kind of. It is, it's a, it's a first-person shooter. You just mow down tons of stormtroopers. Uh, they're animated really well when you shoot them. They, they uh, call you rebel scum and stuff. Nice. Uh, you also shoot at Gamorreans, uh, <sighs> Grands, and uh, it, Gamorreans. It's, a, it's a violent shooting game. Um, have you ever seen this before, PC? I, I, I think I've seen it played before, and I'm, I've definitely seen the box art. Because that's part of... Is it the Galaxy Series 3 that has the LucasArt inserts in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a... Uh, there is a trading card of this. Which, One of the first cards I got when we when I started collecting Star Wars cards. I mean, shout out to... Shout out to the Galaxy Series non-chrome OG edition for just, like, carrying the torch for good Star Wars art. Because uh, that box art is really cool, and I like that image a lot, and... I like the PC big box as a display piece too. Yeah, I I got I picked up some of these old PC games at the start of the pandemic um, because people were selling stuff on eBay like crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't been able to get these games. Um, so yeah, I, I I picked this up. It was pretty cheap to get the old the old box. It's got the manual with your mission briefings and. You know, it's, I loved. It's a cool thing. That's one of the things I miss about video games now. Is I used to love thumbing through a big old manual that came with the games that told yeah. you how the the controls worked and stuff. I get now that they just teach you in the game how to do it, but I, I liked having a little book. Uh, quick question: as a, a collector question, yes, is is there? Uh, I'm assuming there's some some level of market for 
for these games. I know yeah, that they yeah. that there's been the uh, like like with cards, they're grading games. That there's some company oh, yeah. that grades that grades video games. I know Wada. They, Wada, yeah, I know they also had a controversy because they were like yeah, big uh, time, just basically pumping their own product internally, and that was yeah very shady. Nothing's come of it so far that I know of. Well, so except good. for people being a little more skeptical. Well, that's I guess that's a start uh, for you know actions having consequences. I guess um, is is there like a a Star Wars game that is like the collector's game that that everybody wants, or is there one that's like the the big piece de resistance? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in my experience, well, I mostly have looked to buy PC big box games, which usually have high value, you know, mm-hmm. in general. Um, but these Star Wars games were p- printed into oblivion. Right. Like, you know, course, um, yeah. huge market for them. So they haven't really exploded like other games have. I'm sure, you know, like a mint condition, Atari, whatever, like... In the box is great. I haven't looked at graded games, but yeah, the the PC games in general, you're gonna at least when I was uh, looking to purchase, you'd be lucky to kind of find a game in decent shape for about what you would have paid for it in the day, you okay. know, like fifty, sixty bucks. Right. Um, you could get it cheaper there for a while when people were selling everything, but there are a few games here there. Like the one that's kind of weighs heavy on my heart that I don't have is the ex- the next game I'm going to show you is, uh, which I'm really glad I have this box. I'm very pleased. This is the, the Star Wars Jedi Knight Whoa. Uh, Dark Forces 2. So it's Star Wars Jedi Knight um, uh, colon Dark Forces 2. And uh, yeah, this is a, an amazing box with Kyle locking lightsabers with Jarek while stormtroopers are shooting yellow laser bolts down at him, which I guess would mean it's a repeater, but the whole box is chromed out here. <laughs> Nice. Um, very cool. It's also got a sticker for the making magic little uh, Star Wars software, which was like just a cool little documentary type software deal. Oh, nice. Um, but this game, uh, the follow-up to Dark Forces, where you as Kyle Katarn learn that you know your your father who is has been murdered by dark Jedi <gasps> because he knew the location of the Valley of the Jedi. Oh. And so you take up your. Uh, your father's lightsaber or a lightsaber that's under the floorboards in your old house and you you get after him bc Heck yeah you do and you get to decide if you want to go down the light path or the dark path which well, was a big deal changes with force powers you have and stuff yeah it's uh i mean i mean i i know very little about video game history i've always been interested in like because there's there's so many things that are just like uh, across every a game you'd be like yes this is standard for the industry now right like the decision making skill skill trees decision making yeah, yeah light or dark i mean is this is this on the cusp of that is that is yeah, this the beginning this of was, that choose your own adventure almost kind of wave i think you know there were rpgs that you know predated it like elder scrolls type things that right. have that kind of stuff but as far as like story changing like as a result of your actions this was one of the first thing it was like a big deal like if right. you if you go to the dark side you get a different cutscene at least once maybe twice you know um and uh yeah your whole it it, it was that was kind of the big deal about it right. and people were like enamored by that but what i was going to say is the expansion for this 
Mysteries of the Sith. Oh. That's that's the game I want in the box the most, and it's hard to find because it was an expansion pack. Mm. So it also came out in like game of the year type deals, or right. or like you know uh, like a joint box. But the first box that came out of that it has Mara Jade because you play Mara Jade. She's got a purple purple lightsaber cranked back, and she's like about to slash a rancor with it. <laughs> like oh, it's nice. it's very it's also very of the era art where it's like looks a little janky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can see why that would be highly collectible. Anything with a Star Wars logo and Mara Jade is going to be yeah. uh, be in someone's personal collection somewhere, I would imagine. Now, this was, and that was my only exposure really to her as a character was, was playing this story um, where you turn Kyle Katarn back from the dark side. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, Should have uh, given a little warning. Uh, you could also just lose the game, so it's not a real spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, good luck getting it running. That is a difficult one to get run. But what I was going to say about Jedi Knight before I'm done with it is just live action cutscenes. Nice. We, we got we got live action cutscenes on like computer animated backgrounds, and the sound design is so good in them that like they hold up okay. Like the acting is cheesy, but they're really fun to look at. And uh, so yeah, it was a great game. So it's actual actors in costume set to like yes. a CG background. Like the well, for example, the opening sequence is like a fly through Narshada. It looks cool, and then it it comes on into this bar, and there's Kyle Katarn, and he's watching like a hologram of his father, and and they're both real. And then uh, can't remember what his name is. It's like Ouija eight. No, Ouija is your droid. Uh, it's something eighty eight. Okay. <laughs> comes in and it's not IG88 right. but it's like a CG droid who's mm-hmm. like wow, wow, wow. so it'll be like conversation <laughs> between the two of them and then he, uh, it's a lot of mixed mixed media elements really cheesy really good and also big deal because it's first game where you get to use a lightsaber in, in first person if you want third person um, an action an action 3D game with a lightsaber um, and then, and then after that, we, I don't have the PC versions of these games yet, but they did release them on switch, which I was really excited about. We got Jedi outcast and Jedi Academy, uh, Jedi outcast came out for like Xbox and GameCube was like okay. the era of this. So it was 95 dark forces, 1997 Jedi Knight, 2002 Jedi Academy. So had some nice space in between. Um, different actor as Kyle Katarn every time. Gotta love it. <laughs> well, I kind of do actually. And you can look up the guy who's the who was the the live action Kyle Katarn in Jedi Knight, and he's just like, I don't do this anymore. I make wine now. That was cool though. <laughs> this was Kyle Katarn, Jedi Knight, right? Yeah, yeah. I just gotta see the guy. One of my favorite little uh, incongruities is in Dark Forces, Kyle Katarn does not have a beard. And in Jedi Knight, he does. They released a Kyle Katarn action figure in between the two games. And they just took a screenshot from Dark Forces and photoshopped a beard onto it. (laughs) And the action figure looks more like the Jedi Knight character. (laughs) <laughs> than the Dark Horse character. But he has the weapons and costume of the first one more so. So I don't know. I feel it's like a, this is a guy who would make wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks he looks like a guy who'd make wine. Yeah, good for him. But he, he's great in that great in that game. 
Um, so, yeah, Jedi Outcast, more Kyle Katarn doing Jedi things. He gets to fight with Luke Skywalker at one point. It's awesome. Luke Skywalker uses Force Choke. Um, he's doing. He's got his Jedi Academy. And uh, then Jedi Academy, you are not Kyle Katarn. You build your own Jedi, uh, and he's your, your master. Uh, so, and he's, great games. Kyle Katarn has been erased from canon. Is that, am I understanding that? Yes, he is a legend. Quote unquote replay, you know. I think his name might have been mentioned once in a comic book in the new canon, or maybe just what it is, is like his, like the Moldy Crow. Um, You know, I've got this this 3D printed Moldy Crow, which is, uh, sick, which is Kyle Katarn's ship. It showed up in a comic book, and people believe it's not just a generic version of, of this ship. It is like his ship at a rebel base or right. something, you know, and that's it. So, yeah, he's mostly gone. Obviously, Rogue One spat in his face. <laughs> tarnished, is, tarnished his legacy. Totally understandable because the, the fun of Dark Forces is it's like, you get dropped off at an Imperial facility and you just murder everyone in the whole place. <laughs> you take what you want and you blow it up on the way out. Like it's, it's, it's very fun. Um, and at the time it was like, wow, this has story. Right. Is there cut scenes? And like, you're, you're not just in another hallway shooting doom monsters. You're like at a different planet at a different base or you're breaking someone out of prison or you're fighting Boba Fett. I mean, it makes sense for for Star Wars, you know, property specifically to be like, hey, let's not not just do a shoot 'em up, but also, you know, give it some story. <laughs> you know, like this is the vast universe that we exist in. How can we tie the action into story to make it even more compelling? Not that like playing Doom isn't compelling. You know, like everyone's like. Yeah. <laughs> We're blowing stuff up but it's like oh yeah if we're in the star wars universe and we've got these characters you know i think it's it was a wise decision to invest in some of those uh those story beats too well lucas seems to have been a good producer um he wasn't super interested in video games like but he wanted to be in the space because he's interested in tech and he seemed to like apparently like or at least this documentary claims like he wasn't that interested, but he would show up occasionally and basically give people confidence. Basically, be right. like, "This is great. Why don't you try this and this?" And that was kind of it. But like, I mean, Steven Spielberg wrote Dig. Dig was like a Lucas Arts video game. They did a lot of point-and-click adventures that are known as like really great story mm. games. Like Loom is really big. Day of the Tentacle. Uh, Tim Schafer did a lot of point-and-click adventure games and now he's like an indie game developer uh, did psychonauts and all this beloved stuff so they're like they were crucial uh to the whole industry and really innovative and it was such a bummer when disney axed them you know (laughs) or like i'm sure they were absorbed elsewhere but that was the biggest loss i felt when Disney took over the franchise, was like, oh, we're canceling all the projects under LucasArts, and LucasArts won't be LucasArts anymore. It was just like, oh, it was such a consistent flow of good content, like Star Wars content, and and then it was gone. Like, in 1995, we got Dark Forces, or, like, Dark Forces X-Wing and... Uh, like Rebel Assault 2 all came out in the same year, you know, like it was just a bombardment of of Star Wars. 
and now it's it's uh, EA is just about yeah, to lose the license finally and and they've done uh, Battlefront Battle the, the Battlefront they've done which are gorgeous game I saw a video recently that was like you won't believe when this game came out and I was like, yeah, I, I will believe it because when Battlefront 1 came out, I was like, this is the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Like, why aren't people freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like we're on Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Battlefront, Force, is Force Unleashed EA? Did they do that one? Yeah, that was before they had the exclusive license, okay. but I think they published that. And, um, you know, they, they did uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, and they did Squadrons. And I love Fallen Order and Squadrons. Um, and Fallen Order is getting a sequel. Yes. Is that still going to be an EA production? I Yeah, I think... Well, Respawn made it... So I don't know if it'll be published by EA. That's a good question. Okay. I would guess. Because that one's... Because there's that. There's the KOTOR remake yep. for the next-gen system. And then they also announced... Is it a High Republic game? Or it's like a... There's another game that's got, like, they released, like, I don't know, like a trailer or, like, a sizzle reel, but they're like, it's coming out in 2027 or something like that. Oh, okay. (laughs) All that, both the Old Republic and the the New Republic or whatever, the MMO that is the Old Republic, um, I think is the name of it, they release those, like, super cinematic trailers for, you know, what essentially looks like World of Warcraft, you know, like when the game is actually, it looks very dated. Gotcha, um, yeah. But I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I've seen that trailer. I tend to never watch uh, cinematic game trailers. No, because it's I don't know pointless. why. I, yeah, I just don't. It doesn't do it for me. I mean, it's cool uh, as the like, hey, yeah, I love this thing. And then they're like, your game's not going to look anything like this. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> represent the game to me. You're like, cool. Not actual gameplay footage. Thanks. That's, I, I much prefer, I love Fallen Order, uh, you know, keep all the keep all the cinematics in the game engine. Don't break that flow. It looks yeah. good enough now. We got really pretty games now. Yeah, I, I picked up Fallen Order again. I never, I didn't get deep into it the first time. I think because I, no, nah, I don't know if I spoiled myself by playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh Tsushima. yeah, Because the the sword play and the world adventure of that is maybe the best gaming experience I've had. Thanks to you, you sent me that game during the pandemic times, and it gave me something yeah, to do. Yeah, I was just I was... like, you have to play this; it's incredible. Yeah, I was, <laughs> so I was just being locked at home, uh, not going outside or doing anything, um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll play this game. And then there'd be days where I'm like, I'm just gonna walk around. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk around this island in Japan, and if I encounter something, fine. Or if I just go and write a haiku today, then I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of my favorite gaming experiences of that, all time. You know, obviously Jedi stolen from samurai, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah. in that regard, you know, Ghost of Tsushima is one of the best Jedi games ever made, if not the best Jedi game ever made. See, that that is almost the mindset that I had with it. Is like, oh, this this is this is a Jedi game right here. Yeah, it's like yeah. In, instead of a lightsaber, it's like a sword that I've got, and I can upgrade my sword to a different sword and it can go find a new you know i don't know i just loved every part of that game and, and and it's it's very similar to a lot of other you know open world adventures but i like that you know 
you don't. There's no map. You just find out which way the wind's yeah. blowing. You know. You go on an adventure every time you boot it up. Oh my gosh. Or as Fallen Order, I love that game, but it is basically a Souls like. Um, you know, I, I played that thing on Grandmaster, and it took like sixty hours, even though I'd beaten it before. <laughs> like, but that is, it isn't like let's log in and have an adventure. It's like let's log in and fight this boss for the tenth time. Uh, yeah. You know, like, well, it's, it's, it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the puzzle realm too, where it's like you can only go certain places, which I yeah mean, makes sense. But there there is something about open world games that I love, where it's like I could really just go explore something, and if it yeah. leads nowhere, great, I'll just go to one of my save points and head back there and go off on another adventure. I mean, I've I've gotten into Fallen Order a little bit, where it's like, yeah, I can navigate through some of this stuff, but it's just I feel like I'm on I feel like I'm on tracks, you know what I mean? Like the ride is going a certain direction, and then I get frustrated if I get lost on the ride, and I'm like, I gotta go back and grumble, grumble, grumble. Nah, yeah, that's just me though. No, I mean I feel that a lot of the time. Um, that's like I I am compelled to complete Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. Usually they see me through, but that happens a lot of times. Like I'll have a game that I really love, and then you know I have a bad week at work or whatever, and it's like I don't really want struggle. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to dip in and do something. Uh, you know, whatever. I'd like to be swept away. Yeah, take me away. <laughs> and I. I am really glad that the EA license is gone, and I think it'll be a non-exclusive license, um, because I just want to see I want to see more more Star Wars game takes. Uh, although I I think probably my most played game of all time might be Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, that was that was a game that was exactly what I wanted my whole life. Um, and you got good at it. So too. shout out to that. That, that game is uh, is someone. I mean I play video games uh, not like competitively or anything but as someone who knows how to handle a controller yeah that game is hard like it's yeah the 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 actual controls and the engine and the like physics of it are challenging and you got yeah it's way more of a flight sim than an arcade game almost not only Uh, like and even like good flight simulators are hard because uh, flying a plane is not easy. Uh, but not only is it a flight sim, but it's a battle flight sim too. So it's not like, hey, we're just going to be you know taking off and landing and cruising at thirty thousand feet. We're also going to be trying to take down a star destroyer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is, I, I used to. I genuinely used to tell people I want to live to be old for one reason, and that's so I can sit in a VR x-wing cockpit with my buddies and mm-hmm. take on the empire um and it came out in vr and i was like i guess i can die now um <laughs> but it, it did become the experience that i wanted because the only way to enjoy the game in multiplayer was to form a team because it was so brutal out there and it really was like a team sport uh kind of thing so shout out to junk squadron uh the only time i've consistently hung out with a group of people i've met you know, through the internet. Um, and we did pretty well for ourselves considering our, our lack of, of high-level skill. Uh, it was a great community to be a part of. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a great time. 
and also like yeah we were we were present enough that people knew who we were and we weren't the best but sometimes we gave people a bad day and that yeah. was nice <laughs> they're like the dang junk squadron came and got us <laughs> yeah every yeah. every once in a while we throw an upset they're like no not the junk <laughs> yeah it was fun watching you play because you were good at the game, and the game looks cool if you're watching it. I just got so frustrated playing. I was like, I just want to be good at this, and I'm so bad. No, that's totally understandable. Like, there's no... At a certain point, it was like, I can't convince anyone to do this. It's it's insane, because I had to work harder than I've ever worked in a game before. Like, I had to spend hours offline being like, you know, dump power into the engines, boost take power out of the engine like all this like the button presses per second or oh, just like crazy <laughs> yeah it was, an ins- it was an insane like agility test but i did wind up playing with a flight stick in vr i played in vr until my vr sickness went away haven't been car sick since nice. like vr sickness gone car sickness also gone nice. uh and playing that game in <laughs> in vr with a flight stick was super cool yeah, see, that that's something that I would like to do, even if I am bad. It would just be like, put me in the cockpit with the VR and the the flight stick, so I can feel like I'm a like I'm a fighter pilot. That would be fun. yeah, top top ten experience uh, in life. Uh, if you get the chance, do it. Uh, but don't try to get into the game now without doing some research first, because I imagine it's deader than a hammer. No microtransactions. <laughs> Not a live service game. The only game where I ever would have been like, I don't care, sell me whatever, keep it alive. <laughs> they were like, no, you get what you wanted, you little assholes. You're done, it's over. You said you didn't want any any microtransactions. So that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I well, just, yeah, that's a, I was just going to say, I just looked up for future releases here. Uh, oh, in, yeah, in the Star here. Wars video game era, uh, we've got... Uh, upcoming Star Wars Hunters, which is coming yep. to Nintendo which is Switch. like a, a little battle game. Android and iOS, Switch. yeah. Uh, then you've got Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is going to be the follow-up right. to Fallen Order. You've got the wonderful... Which I'm glad that's getting a sequel, because it's... Reviews were mixed when that game came out and have since been glowing. Yeah, I think, like, I think its reputation has grown over time. It's wild. I thought I was nuts when i got it because i loved it so much and people seem to hate it and then it won like action adventure of the year or something i guess yeah so I, I think that'll be cool if if only for i mean even just like the story of it i think will be great um you've got respawns star wars fps <laughs> Unti- All right. currently untitled obviously uh, it'd be cool to get a single player campaign out of an fps that'd be really neat working on an uh, as of yet uh titled star wars first person shooter game director the force unleashed at the time of the announcement work had only just begun on the title so it'll likely be some time before we get a solid release date uh there's a respawn strategy game this is the one i was thinking of star wars eclipse which was first announced during the game awards Uh, 2021 kind of a cryptic yeah, it's an action-adventure from Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human oh. developer Quantic Dream and Lucasfilm Games. So very heavy story. Uh, yeah. Both of those games are kind of lighter on the the gameplay action and more like story presentations. 
Yeah, this is described as a branching narrative game. Eclipse takes place in the High Republic era in an uncharted region of the Outer Rim. With new faces and environments, you'll be experiencing a story through the eyes of an ensemble cast of playable characters who are all said to have their own personalities and motivations and will make their own impact on each other and the adventure overall. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah. And then KOTOR is the uh, the remake of that, which... Nice. I mean, KOTOR is a great game, and I think it'll be cool on a PS5. Yeah, I'm glad they're they're remaking it mostly because uh, rather than burying it away, you know, in the Legends canon, I like that they're like, no, nah, this is good. Let's, <laughs> let's draw let's attention keep, back to it. Let's let's bring this back. Yeah, I mean, it, speculation corner. I mean, do we see a do we see a Revan entering the Star Wars uh, universe at some point? Is he one of the characters that they'll say, hey? We did it right, like with Thrawn. They're like, no, these were too good yeah. to let go. I, I, I would think so. And we'll see how it sells. We'll see what it does. But yeah. he's been so popular. Um, Revan and, and Malik collect- collectibles both were really expensive for the longest time. Um, if you, if you, uh, my advice is if you're collecting action figures 10, 15 years ago, uh, like I was, Get the expanded universe stuff always. <laughs> they make less of it, and people want it more. Um, yeah, <laughs> the that might not be true anymore, but yeah, the old supply and demand thing uh, still yeah. still applies there. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the information. As always, welcome. Thank you for letting me ramble about one of my favorite Star Wars game franchises. Always, series is always loved hearing because I mean you just know more about video games uh, than I do and so hearing about the Star Wars universe is uh, is always exciting and I'm looking forward to some of the games that I'm seeing on here so hopefully we can dip our toe into some of those as as the yeah. future releases come out uh, you bring up action figures as another uh-huh. another corner of of the hobby world i don't know if you've heard but these uh these uh toys uh-huh uh people love them yeah <laughs> uh and so people love their plastic people love plastic uh, we're gonna sell you some plastic it's shaped like plastic and uh we're gonna put it in <laughs> plastic and cardboard but yeah i think that would be i would love to uh to hear another sort of uh adam's hobby corner of uh, a tale the, the toy collection journey uh, because you you had and still have quite a few Star Wars toys. I still have a decent chunk of my my old collection. Yeah, I, I would say I am hard retired from that right, that yeah. side of life, but I do have quite a bit of of ancient knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I picked up an Ahsoka a while ago. That's the last action figure I bought, and probably in uh, quite some time. But I saw it and I I, I grabbed it. I keep I keep saying I'm gonna get one really cool Star Wars action figure, and it, it just hasn't been the one yet. I thought it might be that that Kenobi from Episode Four or whatever of the Kenobi show, but it seems like that's gonna be a little pricey. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. A uh, quick tease. I want I want this quick tease. The 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 Star Wars toy in your collection that will never be sold. The one oh. the one that's stowed away. In a place of honor, in in both your closet and your heart. Oh man, that's a there's a lot of them. <laughs> but I'll say, for for a long time, growing up, my two favorite things were um, 
uh, I guess it was later. I got, when I went to a Star Wars convention, I finally got the Kyle Katarn figure in the box. Um, and uh, and I got one that I opened the box to. So I, I finally got two of those. They were expensive. to. Well, I was a kid. I was 16, 17. And they were like 30 bucks at the time. Ooh. I think you can get them cheaper now. Yeah. But it was like, whoa. And especially for a little, tiny mm-hmm. action figure. But those expanded universe lines, you could cut the back of the box and fold out like a little playset, uh, which was was cool too. But that Kyle Katarn figure, um, and then also I I really focus focus on like Gindy Clone Wars figures, nice. and I had this box set of the clone troopers like riding in the dropship, the Arc troopers, all the different Arc troopers, and they got all their their gun. It's like in a display box basically, awesome. and that. That definitely picked up in value, and the thing I kick myself over the most the is regret. Their, the big regret, the one that got their away. Their dropship, like they had their gunship painted with the like dragon mouth and the stripes and all that as a full like toy, and that's got to be like last time I looked, they were like three hundred dollars or something, you know. And it's like, nah, I'm not gonna get that. Nah, no thanks. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Nice. If you could, if you could have one thing, VC, what would it be? One one action figure. One from... item, and it has to be mass produced. I'm not talking like a gentle giant, like <laughs> you know, five hundred dollar polystone Obi One. Uh, I think I would. I think it would be the one that I always wanted as a as a child, which would be a a, a Luke. Jedi Knight, but from the original, the original toy. So the yeah. the original Return of the Jedi line, the Power of the Force one, I still love, and I will probably pick that up again because you can find those for like ten bucks. The super buff Luke. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I would, it was there was something about the the black, the black suit and the green lightsaber. I was like, I want that toy. Sick. That's the one. That would be the one. Uh, I wonder how much because you know episode four stuff is always a million dollars and Return of the Jedi stuff is usually more affordable. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much one of those would cost. I mean, I know you can get them loose for not too much, but I wonder what in the box. Let me just do. Uh, let me do a Return quick. Of Jedi stuff too. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Luke on card. Luke Knight on card. Hey, if you're still out there watching this, why why not subscribe? Why not leave us a like? Leave us a comment. <laughs> oh, gross! Twenty twenty vintage collection. <laughs> Just a nice little repro, except the figure looks different. Yeah, that one's at $60 and $10 shipping. Uh, you can buy the back of a Darth Vader card from 1983 for $10 that's torn. That's a good deal. Uh, All right. So it seems like this is something that might take a little research. Yeah, it would take a little bit. It's there's I'm not seeing a lot of results for the on card. But uh, we can find out. When we do what? our action figure episode... That's right. We'll do we'll do a uh, we'll do a, do a, a future episode diving real deep. Um, but yeah, BC, that's all I got. Until next time. Bye forever. Bye forever, y'all.